Welcome to Combat Chatter, a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast, brought to you by RepublicTrooper.com. Combat Chatter covers the latest hot topics and breaking news surrounding Star Wars The Old Republic, BioWare, and the greater Tor community. Alright, what up, internets? That is right, you are listening to Combat Chatter, our brand new Star Wars The Old Republic podcast, um, hosted by myself and the rest of the gang here um, from Republic Trooper. And uh, today we are recording our first ever episode, so uh, if you're listening, we're just going to apologize to you right now, uh, but we do appreciate you listening and uh, giving us a go. But um, seriously though, we are, we're really excited over here about doing a podcast. Uh, we actually have been wanting to do a podcast since the site went live a couple months ago. It was um, one of our top priorities, but we kind of got caught up getting our website going and all that kind of stuff and getting our columns up to date and things like that. So we finally gotten around to doing a podcast. Um, we decided to call it Combat Chatter, feeling that that uh, kind of fit in with the whole Trooper theme that we have going on. And this is our very first episode. So um, before we get going and really get into it, we wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping and do some introductions to uh, for everybody on the show. So you guys out there listening know a little bit more about us as well as our website. So um, we'll start with me. Uh, my name's Andy, and along with being the host of the show, I'm also one of the co-founders of RepublicTrooper.com. I'm also joined today by Dave, who's uh, the founder of Republic Trooper, and Dave doubles as our senior editor and lead writer um, on the website. And uh, I'm also joined by Tim Bertram, who is our fan fiction author. And uh, Tim is authoring our um, Lost Tales of the Old Republic uh, fan fiction series that we're, we release every Monday on the website. So uh, the whole gang's here. So what's going on, guys? Hey, troops. Hey, how are you guys doing? All right, everybody's here. It's the three of us today. Um, so yeah, this is awesome, guys. Our first podcast, pretty cool. Um, and like I said earlier, before we really get into some of our roundtable discussions on uh, some of the hot topics, and there are some very hot topics out there today in the TOR community, um, we wanted to do just a quick introduction um, of our website for you guys in case some of you haven't heard of us before. So uh, with that, I'm going to hand it over to Dave. So Dave, why don't you give everybody a a quick overview of um, RepublicTrooper.com. Okay, thanks, Andy. Uh, hey, everybody, this is uh, Dave. Uh, as Andy already introduced me, I'm the founder of Republic Trooper. And uh, I picked up the Republic Trooper uh, domain a couple years ago with the intent of eventually, and eventually finally being here, bringing news that is focused first and foremost on the Trooper. Um, however, we also cover... Uh, tour news in general, and we reach out and touch upon MMOs a little bit as well. Um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the columns that we have on Republic Trooper. Uh, Always in Motion in the Future is our general news and information column for tour in general. Anything that doesn't fit into a more specific column goes into Always in Motion is the Future. Then we have Command Decisions which is our guild-related column. Anything having to do with guild, running guilds, being in guilds, etc., goes under command decisions. After that, we have the spoils of war. That's going to have to do with gear and everything having to do with gear and outfitting your character, specifically your trooper, in the Old Republic. After that, we have Cover My Six, which is a column that's focused upon companion characters in Tor. Then Beyond the Outer Rim is our next column, 
which touches upon uh, game news that is outside the Old Republic. Every now and then, you know, we'll want to talk about something else uh, we're passionate about. And finally, we'll have, we have a new column coming up very soon, you should see in the next week or so, called Blaster Points. And that's going to focus on flashpoints and operations in the Old Republic. So uh, there you guys go. Cool, man. Andy? That, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, that's not too bad for your first day on the air. Good job. Uh, uh, that, thanks. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Tim, um, we're also here with Tim. And like I said before, Tim is our fan fiction author who authors our Lost Tales of the Old Republic series. So, Tim, um, why don't you say hello and give people a little bit of information um, about uh, your series that you're writing? All right, you got it. Thanks, Andy. As Andy said, my name is Tim Bertram. I am the fan fiction writer for uh, RepublicTrooper.com. And I, I met Dave uh, on a project, actually a Bioware project, uh, many moons ago, back around uh, 2000, when um, Bioware released Neverwinter Nights. And Dave and I had worked together um, in the uh, Realms of the Dragon, Dragon Reach, one of the more successful persistent world rings. Uh, he was one of my lead designers, and uh, together uh, he and I built the core of um, what wound up being one of the more uh, successful rings out there. So as Dave got Republic Trooper offline with Andy, um, and they were looking for some fan fiction, I'm an aspiring um, a writer. I have a one completed novel, and uh, which I'm shopping around to publishers and uh, agents right now. Um, but they approached me and asked me, would you be interested in writing a story and specifically looking at, at, at uh, keeping in theme with the site, which is um, writing it, you know, maybe writing it from a trooper's perspective. So I thought about it for a couple of days. I got back with Dave and said, yeah, I want to I, I wanna do this. And, uh, and it looks like it's starting off pretty good. Uh, I'm excited. We're already into the second chapter um, from, what, uh, from what Andy's been posting. We've posted uh, a little bit of a segment um, every Monday. And uh, I'm continuing to uh, to go on that. We're getting great feedback, and um, I just I'm having a great time writing it, and it's been getting a lot of attention. I'm I'm very pleased with, it, and hopefully these guys are are happy with it too. Yeah, cool, man. That's awesome. Um, I, I love it. I, I was just gonna say I, the I love same the thing. column too. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a great <laughs> story so far. Thank I know, you. I know for me personally, and not to like ham it up, just because you're doing it for us, but. I am personally not a fan of fan fiction. I'm just not. Usually it's cheesy, it's poorly written, you know, all that stuff. And um, I'm kind of like addicted to these things. So, you know, uh, like you were saying, uh, you know, we do the weekly, we, weekly, blah, 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 weekly release on Mondays. And, um, you know, I have a little insight. I get to see it in advance. So I've actually about two weeks ahead of everybody. And it's freaking cool, dude. I can't wait for those emails when you send them to me. But, uh, but yeah, thanks for that. Um, and finally, to get this out of the way, uh, like I said before, I'm Andy. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of Republic Trooper, and my role with the site is mostly website management, um, you know, working on the forums, working on the site, managing all of our social networks, and uh, now I am hosting a shiny new podcast. So um, that's really my role with the site. If uh, you've talked to us on, like, Facebook or Twitter or Google or Reddit or R2DB or any of those guys, any of those sites, you're, 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 generally, um, you're generally getting me. Um, but yeah, there you have it. That's the uh, RT crew in a nutshell. Um, there's three of us right now. We're about to bring on a, a fourth person, um, which we're pretty excited about. 
Um, but yeah, there you have it. So uh, that's that's all of us. But uh, Mike, shout out to Mike. Yeah, I know. What up, Mike? Yeah, no, we have a very talented uh, writer coming on board. Um, hopefully, in a couple of weeks, um, we'll, we'll have some more information on that. So now, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to get on to the good stuff, which is really um, what the show is about. Um, is Star Wars: The Old Republic? That's what we're all here to talk about. That's what we're all fans of. That's what the website's about. And uh, each show, you know, we're going to have a bunch of topics to talk about. Uh, it'll be a roundtable discussion. Today, you're going to uh, hear some thoughts from the three of us. And uh, moving forward, we're actually going to have guests on every show. We already have a bunch of guests lined up. But since this is our first episode, we wanted to uh, keep it with just the three of us so you guys could kind of get to know us a little bit better. Um, so the first topic up for discussion today, which was uh, relatively big news, well, a few days ago it was relatively big news, um, was our interview that we got to do with Charles Boyd, the lead writer for The Trooper. And um, I'm not sure how many of you out there, how close you're actually following the game. I'm assuming relatively close if you're listening to this podcast. And Bioware went a little crazy last week. There was a lot of interviews that went out. Um, GameSpot had some, Red Ranker had some. Um, and we were lucky enough to get one. So uh, Charles Boyd gave us some really cool information about the the Trooper, the Trooper storyline. Um, Dave, what did you think? Uh, I, I was blown away, Andy. Um, the answers we got were more in-depth and, uh, and enthusiastic than I was actually even hoping. And uh, both David Bass, who, who uh, coordinated the whole thing for us, and, uh, and Charles Boyd, the actual uh, head writer who answered the questions uh they were both excellent and uh we got some information that was very well received by both us and the community as a whole so um yeah i was i was pretty stoked um i really liked that they gave us the name they gave us jace malcolm the name for the unnamed trooper because that had been kind of floating around for a long time and uh it was kind of cool. Like I felt like, you know, like our little website, like we kind of got to answer that for the greater TOR community because now that that name's out there, dude, I've seen it on some like really hey, large hey. websites, you know. Hey, Andy, we're we're not a little website. When we bring Mike on, there'll be four of us. That's an entire flashpoint, okay? Yes, that's we're huge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're huge, totally huge. That's correct. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, I I think, go ahead, Tim. I think I think that um I'll, I agree with, with what both you guys said, and, and uh, um, the content, uh, the answers to the questions they came back with was great. I, I was impressed with how fast everything was. I mean, we weren't expecting as fast as a turnaround on this. I think it's indicative of Bioware. Um, they've got a history of uh, being really good with their community support. You know, pre-game and uh, post-launch, um, they were excellent uh, at Neverwinter Nights supporting their fan base community. And I mean, this is just another example of of uh, them going the extra mile to uh, uh, to keep everybody pumped up and everybody infor informed about their game coming out. Yeah, no, you know that's a good point because um, you know David Bass uh, helped us coordinate the interview, and dude, he was freaking awesome. Like we would email him, he would reply back. I don't know, what do you think, Dave? Within like an hour or two, and he always had answers. And you know, he even gave us a a window of when we would get the interview back, and, and it yeah. came back like two weeks early they, they were really good to us we, we really appreciated that yeah D david was uh he was very uh, attentive uh to all all of our requests and and uh he, he he was just awesome too uh uh really nice guy uh and uh he's really on top of his job so but very good what, one of the other things that i actually thought was interesting you know it, it got it created a lot of discussion um you know not only on our website but on some of the other websites that 
that carried it. And a lot of people seemed really jazzed about a couple of things. Uh, Jace Malcolm's name being released, that was that was kind of seemed to be like the big thing. Um, and a, a lot of people also um, were happy to find out that Brian Bloom is playing the voice of the male trooper in, oh, in, Brian Bloom. in Star Wars The Old Republic. Right, and I wasn't 100% sure who he was, but apparently he did the voice of Varric in Dragon Age. And, wait, wait, uh, hold on. No, no, no. He did the voice of... Captain America in he, Avengers, right. Earth Mightiest Heroes. Okay? Right, that's that was, what I'm talking about. Exactly. So, like, when I went to IMDb, I was like, holy crap, man, this dude's been around for a long time. And uh, I guess he was, like, a soap star or something in the 80s. And, uh, you know, now he's, like, a big-time voice actor. Like, the dude's all over the place. That that, that seemed to be pretty cool. Um, but the answer that I, I personally liked the most that, that I think a lot of people might have missed out on was that they're already writing content for post-launch um, so they haven't really alluded, obviously they've said there's going to be content coming post launch. They haven't really alluded to how quickly it will come. Um, but the fact well, that they're already writing it right now, like, I think that's really cool. And I I'm curious to see how it ends up, you know, like how often we're going to get content updates and how often we're going to get, you know, expansion packs and things like that. Andy, in, in another interview they did with, uh, it's escaping me which site, but it was one of the larger sites a few weeks ago. They did, they did, uh, Mentioned they didn't give specific numbers, but they did mention that uh, a uh, f a relatively quick timeline of content release was one of their priorities for post launch. So this just this just points out that they're on top of what their intentions are. So and thank you for saying that because you set up the very the best transition ever, which is the next obviously huge news of the week was. The game has a release date, December 20th, 2011. Uh, Wait, Tim, Tim, hold on. Are you going to make it to December 20th this year? I mean, uh, that's a long time for a guy your age. He is getting old. Oh, man. <laughs> Tim, don't... I'm sorry, I'm sorry guys. He's at I a loss asleep. for words. <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah, exactly. His Alzheimer's is clicking in. I thought maybe he was changing his depends while we were talking. I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Come on, Tim. You got to defend yourself a little bit. You know, I, I, I knew this was coming. And that's why, uh, you know, I, not only am I a Star Wars fan, but, um, but I'm a John Wayne fan. So I think I'll just let uh, <laughs> one of my heroes uh, go ahead and, and, and reply what? back to that for well, me. Son, since you haven't learned to respect your elders, it's time you learn to respect your betters. Well, okay. First off, <laughs> there I'm you gonna, go, Dave. I, I'm gonna ask who, who's who's this Joe? Who's this Joe Wayne? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. That's what I figured, there, Whippersnapper. Oh, okay. So, but anyways, we were talking about a release date. So what? There's like a release date for the game now? Well, yeah, exactly. Like you don't know. Yeah, our our fan fiction author's the guy who who broke the story on our website. I was still sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually, uh, I did. I I I busted the story. I got an email at like. I don't know, 6.30 in the morning uh, on Saturday. And I don't know what, you know, Dave was probably drunk from the night before on the East Coast and Andy was still sawing logs on the West Coast. I, so I'm like, all right, man, I'll just the fan fiction writer breaks a story at republictrooper.com. No, it was, no, yeah, it was. You know what ahead. I'm going to tell you was funny? Okay, I was visiting some friends, okay? That's and a lie. That's I, a lie because besides Andy and I, you don't have any friends. I was just going to say that, yeah, Dave doesn't have friends. <laughs> wow. Anyways, I was visiting a couple people who allowed me to stay at their at their place for the weekend. Okay, let's put it that way. 
And uh, and the funny thing was, I was talking to them. They weren't sure whether they were going to play the game. They were starting to look at it, but they, they haven't been longtime fans. And uh, I said, you know what? I, I just heard recently that uh, Comic-Con is when they're going to give a release date. And uh, What did you say? And my friend Vicky goes, what do you mean? There's already a release date. No, no, there's not. What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, it just came in, in the mail this morning, and I hadn't checked my mail. So she shows me, and I'm like, well, damn it. So my phone rings, and Dave's like, you know, OMG, you got to get this other. I, I answer the phone. I'm like, dude, I already know I'm already working on it. Like, it was really funny. Um, we were definitely not prepared. I mean, Bioware doesn't normally, uh, you know, release news on a weekend, but, you know, they were at the Euro. That actually leads to a good point. They were at the Eurogamer con- uh, conference in, uh, I think it was in London. And, um, the you know, the two Bioware founders were, were given their presentation. And I don't know if you guys saw the video, but. The response, I don't know if the crowd was, like, shocked or surprised or if they were just, um, I don't know, not as enthusiastic. Like, they were like, how about the release date? People were kind of like applause. And then they said December 20th, and there was, like, this awkward silence for, like, 20 seconds. So I I couldn't tell, like, are they pissed? Are they happy? Can they not believe it? Um, they not speak English, or did you say they were in London? No, they were in London. I mean, it, 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 it wasn't that. They were in London. It was just... I think people were kind of shocked. I mean, I know personally, I was expecting the game a lot sooner than December 20th because, you know, BioWare's been saying the game's going to release holiday 2011, holiday 2011. So when I hear holiday 2011, I immediately think Christmas shopping season. Somewhere's around Black Friday, right? Well, right. Or like within that range. I mean, they're literally giving people in North America four days to get the game retail and they're giving people in Europe two days to get the game retail. Um before the hey, holiday, hey, so you know five and three, buddy. Well, yeah, I guess if you count Christmas Day, fair enough. Or I guess that's no, true no. if you count the day of. You're right, my math. Yeah. I, I fail at math. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I was actually kind of surprised that it was that late. I mean, I'm super happy that it's out there and like the speculation's over. Um, but I guess the big speculation now is when does when does early access start, right? Um, and a lot of things that I've been reading on the internet today were we're talking about. Um, uh, Sony Online, you know, they're they're killing Star Wars Galaxy, so I never even really thought that that might have been an issue. But I guess as of December 15th, Sony legally no longer has, like, legal rights to, like, the Star Wars IP for an MMO. I, I don't know uh-huh. the whole logistics around it, so maybe that was... Maybe it's always been after December 15th the game was supposed to come out. It's something I never even thought of. Yep, and people, people have been mentioning that uh, around the net some people were like, hey, uh, maybe it was always here. Or, you know what, possibly, um, maybe they weren't even sure themselves. They may have been looking into the legal ramifications of it, uh, as it were. So, uh, who knows? Yeah, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's a good point, too. Um, I'm a, so, because of that, uh, personally, I'm going to assume that early access is going to start either on the day that Galaxies goes out, which is the 15th, or it's going to start the day after uh, December 16th. I mean, total speculation, everyone. But Stephen Reed did say on his Twitter, he kind of confirmed a little bit of a window for early access for the pre-order people. And he said, it will be longer than a weekend, but shorter than, quote, weeks. So to me, that that gives a window of 3 to 13 days, right? Because 3 days longer than a weekend, 13 days is less than weeks. I think um, it'll be five days. That's that's once again my personal guess. I'm guessing at five. That's kind of that's kind of what I was thinking too. Is um, 
it'll be that I guess that would be what maybe like the Friday before um, it'd be like December 15th or 16th, like right at 12.01 a.m. or something. They'll kick everything on. So but yeah, yep. big news release date. Um, every I know everybody's pretty stoked about that. So we were uh, we were pretty happy to, to hear that. Oh, and then there was the other thing on the release date was um, a lot of people were speculating that it was because Blizzard um pushed Diablo 3's launch, or I guess didn't really push Diablo 3's launch, but they officially announced that it's not coming this year, it's coming in 2012, and it was literally like, not even 24 hours later that EA's like, hey, or Bioware, you know, hey, our game's releasing this year, so there was some speculation around that might have been the driver behind them releasing it too. I heard that too, and it it may very well be, but I've I've heard that argument before, and um, I just... And this is once again my opinion. Uh, I just don't think that Diablo three uh, was a threat to Bioware in in this place. Not that Diablo three isn't going to be a, a major product. I mean, look at the flagship. You know, uh, it's a flagship product of of Blizzard. It's two different games, though. Uh, exact exactly. And and that was the point I was trying to get to. Is I don't think they really worried because it was different games. Plus, uh, I think this game's going to take off like WoW did after launch. But I think the almost half a million pre-orders now I, I think that's still the bulk of what it's going to launch with and i think that's enough momentum for them not to worry about another yeah, well, major game well you i know, think if, oh, if they're going to have compi- if they're going to have competition with another mmo something new that's coming i think it's going to be guild wars 2 and that's just from chatter with people that i know people that I, i've heard that too know? but i don't think guild wars 2 is an mmo i but that's a well, debate. Well, I never yeah. thought that Guild Wars was an MMO, but um, <laughs> but uh, that's you know, look at the look at the uh, the RDR boards and and the, and the way those guys talk. So it's kind of they do see it as an MMO. And I got guys whose whose uh, wives play, um, and girlfriends loud. play, and they're like, <laughs> and they're uh, they're they're like, well, you know, I don't know about the sci-fi, you know, uh, so you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see when they go gold. If they don't have an announcement of of, of when uh, when they're going to uh, they're going to start the uh, early access, just uh, see when they go gold and and uh, yeah, I mean you know squeeze the time frame in there. Well, they're going to have an announcement. Here's the thing: Stephen reconfirmed a couple of things, and I know I don't want to drag this whole release date conversation on too long, but it's kind of the big news. But um, Stephen reconfirmed a couple of things. If you like, for me, I pre-ordered my my copy through Amazon, so I'm going to be getting a, a physical box with the discs for the game. But I also get early access, so he did confirm that even if you pre-ordered through a retailer, um, you'll still be able to download the game for oh. for early access. And he actually said that you'll be able to download it days before early access begins because it's probably good i think i've heard it's like 38 gigs right i mean i don't want to violate nda or anything like that because that's something i probably should have mentioned before is we don't violate the nda over here unfortunately um but uh, but yeah it's uh you know it's like 40 gigs it's like a big big download so they're going to give people time in advance to download the game even if they did order a retail because a lot of times you know like best buy or amazon they might not actually ship the item until release date um, so you might not get it until the day after. So you'd miss technically you'd miss launch day, which is a big bummer for all his dorks. Well, if if they don't do re- uh, release day shipping, and and I got an Amazon copy, and and I'm actually an Amazon Prime, uh, an Amazon Prime member, and they 
they said uh, they updated it to December 23rd. So if I'm not getting it till the 23rd, then I doubt anyone else is getting it sooner as far as the physical copies. Oh, wait, man. I'm going to GameStop. It's going to be there. That's just the way I roll, baby. Yeah. I, so, I, go ahead. <laughs> you're telling me a big fat lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I know a lot of people that are doing the GameStop, the midnight thing. Um, me personally, I hope to already have it downloaded and installed and ready to go. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, that's that's kind of the really big news that came out Saturday morning. So, um, in case your head has been in the sand, um, I doubt we are breaking this for you. But yeah, the game is coming out December twentieth, two thousand eleven. Uh, I believe it's about eighty four days from today. But uh, let's move on to uh, the next topic was. Um, the Friday update. Uh, some of the Friday updates lately have have probably been a little thin, um, and I know people have not been super thrilled with them. But um, I actually thought that today's, or not today's, but this past Friday's um, Friday update was really good. The companion um, blog. It was part one of a companion blog written by uh, William Wallace, which <laughs> actually people got a lot of. There's a lot of jokes on the internet about that, you know, because they were thinking Braveheart. But um, but yeah, what did you guys think of the companion update? I thought it was pretty badass. Um, you know, uh, I, I put that companion update kind of along with the video, uh, cause a lot about companions kind of came out right around the same time. Right. Game there was spot the good, the good the yeah, right. the big game spot interview. And, uh, you know, th there's a lot of great information. Uh, if you, if you put those two together, uh, they coalesce and they put, uh, they put a better picture on the state of companions. And a lot of people's concerns about companions uh, are that they're kind of one-dimensional in combat especially. You know, of course, in story, uh, they're supposed to be, uh, add more depth, and I'm sure they do. Uh, but now, instead of just having one unique ability for each companion, uh, supposedly, as is written up and as you see in the video as well, uh, you, can custom, uh, you can customize which abilities they're using. They'll have several different abilities. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, yes, so you can have them, you know, you can have them use a trap or use a stun bolt or use a taunt ability. They'll have more than just one, uh, they'll be more than just a one-trick pony, I guess. Well, yeah, they, they essentially said um, that they kind of revamped, I mean, based on beta tester feedback, which I actually like to hear that, that, you know, because a lot of people want to, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not in the beta, and, you know, they just, they want to play so bad, but I, I think people lose sight of the fact that it's like, hey, you're actually testing the game at the same time you're playing, so, like, give you know realistic feedback and i guess there was a lot of complaints around the companion system and um they, they redid it from the ground up so your companions are actually class-based now um so you'll have like i don't know if it's like the trooper class per se or like a jedi class per se but i know your companions will level up they have multiple abilities um you'll be able to um have them either use their abilities automatically or they can um you know, you can manually control their abilities and stuff like that, and it's it's pretty cool. And I think what each each class in the game gets what six companions, so there's like forty five five companions. So there's forty yep. forty companions I, total in the game. And what they've said is, uh, I I believe uh, they were saying they're broken up into all the different roles, so that each class uh, will basically get something like a ranged tank, a melee tank, a ranged DPS, a melee DPS, and and a healer support type character. Depending on what their core class is, but it'll it'll pretty much cover the spectrum. So yeah, yeah that's a good point too. Is um, they they mentioned that uh, you know certain classes will get the different style. Like if you're if you're a healer, um, you might get a DPS or a tank companion first, 
um, before you get like the healing companion because obviously your character class can can handle that ability already. Um, and some of the companions, I was kind of surprised. Some of the companions seem to come at relatively low level, like level seven and level eight um, was when you first started getting like some of your first companions. So personally, I'm I'm really jazzed about that. Um, I think that's going to add a really cool dynamic to the game. And there, there's been a lot out there that, uh, you know, if you're at a flashpoint and you're you're short a person or whatever, that's, you know, potentially your companion can maybe fill that role. Um, I'm not sure how accurate all of that is, but I, I think it will add, I think it will add a pretty cool dynamic to the game. And like you said, too, about companion story, um, apparently they're, they're very involved in the storyline. And depending on how you play your character, if you go light or dark, certain companions will you know, essentially like you more or like you less and you can like romance your companions and there, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, and they do your, they do your crafting for you too, which is pretty cool too. So, um, and luckily, uh, for Tim, I hear companions can also check your blood sugar and, uh, and administer uh, heart meds. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. They come with a defibrillator. <laughs> it's interesting. You said that. Cause I, look, I came into the game a little late. I mean, I've been following, I was, I was registered, soon as the thing was announced but wasn't following it as heavy until i became uh, involved uh, more involved with republictrooper.com um so i'm just coming up to speed here and then i'm seeing that all this this information coming out on the companions and i realized that this is how important this is for guys like dave who don't have any friends to play the game with oh so, yeah there you go so no but on a serious note i the ability to <laughs> so slow the ability to go ahead and uh, um, make the modifications that they're going to allow you to do with, with uh, hair and skin tone and, and other things like that, um, and also to be able to swap out armor, that, that seems really unique to me. I haven't seen that in, in other MMOs with, you know, quote, air quotes, pets. You know, and um, that's a good, it sounds like they're going to make a bigger use of this. That's a good point. I, one of the things that I didn't mention before, but one of the things that I was super, super happy to hear is all of the customization that you can do to your companion because essentially you know each side has four classes right so e each class is going to have the same companion so like us if, if you're in a squad of troopers running around you know we're all going to have the same companion he's all going to look the same it's like oh that's a little bit boring but now that you can like completely customize and i mean they showed some screenshots of, of some of the the different things you could do like you can change their appearance um you can change uh uh, what they wear and, and like you said you can actually give them gear so like you can grandfather gear that maybe you upgraded an item you can hand it over to one of your companions so your gear doesn't get wasted that's all that's all pretty cool i mean i liked having like pets when it came to like warcraft and stuff but this seems to take take the whole pet companion thing to like an entirely new level i'm really stoked about it that brings up a good point while we're while we're talking about fan friday and companion stuff um Two weeks ago, Fan Friday had some some pretty decent news too, and I know um, I think I could hear Dave um, rocking in the fetal position back in the corner when it came to dual spec because I know Dave definitely has some thoughts on a uh, dual spec and um, the fact that dual spec will be in the game, but it won't be in the game at launch. So, Dave, I'm just going to hand it over to you so you can kind of go on your rant. Well, it's it's not a rant. It's uh, actually. Uh, We'll be, uh, we'll be putting out an article very soon regarding it, but um, I, I have concerns about dual spec. Uh, and uh, the big question uh, is how are they going to implement it and how is it going to affect the game long term? Uh, simply because 
Um, it's a dual-edged sword. While it allows more flexibility, it also kind of homogenizes gameplay. Um, yeah, I, so, I, I can see that a little bit, but it's one of those things. I, I and I don't want to. I don't know. Maybe Blizzard kind of set the bar here, but I think a lot of people that are going to play TOR have come will be coming from WoW or have at least have played WoW. Um, obviously, it's going to reach out to a whole new fan base just because of the Star Wars IP as well, but. I think a lot of people, it's one of those things, I just think people expect it now. Um, but for us older people that have been maybe playing MMOs for a while, it does take a little bit out of the fact that it's like, hey man, you know, I put 100 hours into this character and this character has to be this way. And if you want to play a different style or fill a different role, you have to level in all. That's kind of the whole well, point of MMO, right? The, well, yeah, but the point is, uh, I, I think people have come to expect it. So it's not, it's not all that surprising that they're going to include it. The thing is, uh, I think the main reason it's being included, because this is, this is where it popped up from WoW, uh, is uh, the rise of PvP as an eSport. Uh, I played PvP, the original Ralzek PvP server on EQ, and I love PvP. Right. But, but when it starts majorly affecting the PvE game, uh, it, it causes some concerns. Um, and I think that's the biggest reason. They're... People really didn't cry out for multiple specs in WoW until uh, arenas really started getting big. So, you know, one of the things um, early on, Bioware talked about, and I, I I can't give you the exact quote, but I'll paraphrase. It basically came out and said, "Listen, if you're a guy that wants to power game, that wants to to get into the game and slam to the whatever the top level is as fast as you can, so you can get at that end of the game uh, game." Um, content, um, the old Republic's not for you because that's not what we're doing. We're basing this heavily on, on story. That's why there's so much of the, you know, there's so much audio dialogue and, and everything that they put into this. And, and they, they specifically said, we're really targeting the casual gamer here. And I think that's appealing to a lot of people. I mean, I've played games for a long time. You, you know, you guys know that. Um, but, uh, you know, life comes around and for a guy like me, I consider myself a casual gamer. I mean, if I got a MMO that I'm playing heavy, I'm talking maybe 12 hours a week. I, I, that's what I consider a casual. Well, game. I'm not putting 20 or something. And when you put the dual spec in there, I think that that does allow people to say, you know, all right, I've worked so hard on this character. I'd like to have him do a different function from a tank to a DPS or for example, without having to go back and start from square one. Now, I'm not going to argue whether it's a good thing or bad thing. I'm just kind of playing on, on, on or discussing the reason for it. Oh, yeah, and, and I understand the reason. It's just, um, like I said, it, and That's like I go more, I go more into it in the interview, or I should say the, uh, the article, but uh, it's, it's a dual-edged sword. Uh, it, it, it has its positives and it has its negatives. I just hope it's implemented correctly and it doesn't, um, I guess I'd say, water down the skill of the community Overall, well, you know, kind of what to, to what Tim was talking about is that that's kind of like the whole core of the argument, right? Is generally, and again, generally meaning fifty one percent or more, everybody out there. But generally, it's the it's the probably the the more hardcore people that seem to be anti dual spec, and obviously it's the casual people that that are for it because casual people, like you said, you know, you just you have limited time, you you can't play whatever 40 hours a week or 80 hours a week or god knows how many hours a week people are going to be playing this game you don't have a you don't have time for a half dozen alts right exactly 
but um, I think that's kind of where the, Dave probably put a finer point on it was it really stems around I want to play the same character and be effective in PvE, generally meaning raiding and PvP for like mm-hmm. battlegrounds, like esports stuff, but I don't want to have to have two separate characters to do it. And, you know, towards the end, I don't want to say the end, but in the later years of Warcraft, a lot of the PvP stuff really started affecting the PvE stuff. And then then there's the whole other side of it, too, where, you know, people are rolling on loot for their secondary spec and, and crap like right. that. And, it, right. it, you know, people get freaked out. It's not in the game at launch. Um, they did say that they want to add it soon after. So I have faith that Bioware will find a unique and interesting way to add it in the game. Um, and I, I think we want to clarify, too, and correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but I'm pretty positive that the, the way it's going to work is you'll be able to dual spec within your advanced class. So, like, for the yes. trooper, you yes, know, the trooper won't correct. be able to be a vanguard or a commando. He'll be able to be, like, vanguard, you know, whatever tree and vanguard other tree. So you you would still essentially be a tank, right? Andy, if you ever say vanguard whatever tree or vanguard whatever other tree again, you're fired. Hey, hey dude, I don't know. That. I've been following commando. <laughs> There goes Andy. Always going yeah, commander. There goes the show. Hey, you know what? Th- this is all I got to say to you, dude. Stop whining. Stop okay. it. <laughs> you, know, you know, Andy, next time say shield specialist or tactics. Yes, shield specialist. Yes, shield specialist or tactics. No. Yeah, you're right. I, I, could, I, I couldn't remember what the names of them off the top of my head were. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you're going to be able to dual spec within your AC, just not at launch. Um, they say they want to add it soon after, and you know who knows what what soon is. Nobody, you know, we don't know what their really since the game's not out yet. We don't know what their timeline will be for for what the, when somebody says something soon. Is it one month? Is it six months? Um, but I have a feeling it'll probably be within the first couple of months that it gets added in. But yeah, um, I guess uh, that's kind of it, guys. I think um, I think I hear some music in the background, so. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to uh, our first ever podcast. Um, it's called Combat Chatter. We're going to try and do this at least twice a month, if not more than that. Um, Dave and Tim, thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, do you guys have any final thoughts here to wrap the show? No. Uh, good first show, guys. Uh, as always, it's great working with you two. Oh, yeah. Pug. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing this again. And for those of you that uh, that are actually listening and have listened to the end of the podcast, um, thanks. And uh, gosh, we're sorry. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, exactly. I hope we didn't suck it up too bad. But you know, it, it is only our our first episode, so hopefully it'll improve. But uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um, and that's it. Our first official podcast is in the books. So uh, we are going to wrap it up here. Um, We'll be back again in a couple weeks for episode two. We'll have a special guest. And uh, I guess that's it. So until next time, you've been listening to Combat Chatter. Um, I'm your host, Andy at Republic Trooper. And thanks, Dave and Tim, again. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hang tough, Troop. Take, Take care. You've been listening to Combat Chatter, brought to you by RepublicTrooper.com. Join the community at www.republictrooper.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash republictrooper, or on Twitter at republictrooper. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.